Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Grace and peace from Mike and Joel at growingingrace.org. Hey, we're glad you're with us for another week of a podcast. Uh, uh, thanks for sharing it with a friend, too. We, we run into some correspondence from people all the time who sometimes found it by doing some searching or stumbled onto it somehow, but quite often it's also by hearing about it from a friend. So keep that in mind. It can be a, a significant way of being able to communicate the gospel to people uh, in difficult times. You know, sometimes it's, it's hard to... to uh, finish up the conversation or even to start one uh, the way that you would like it to work out. But I'll tell you what, sometimes uh, just sending people to uh, a podcast website, you just never know what God's going to do with it. So thanks for that. How you doing, Joel? Hey, doing well. And I love this this world that we live in where we can do this thing. Uh, The internet has been such a wonderful thing. Uh, You know, you and I, we could be Perhaps if we weren't doing this, maybe, uh, you know, we used to be in radio. Maybe we would have come up with the idea to do a radio program somewhere. But really, I I really don't know if this would have ever really started (laughs) if it wasn't for the Internet, if it wasn't for being able to make things available like this and and continued on for the 13 plus years that we've been doing this, because it's 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 relatively easy to get our stuff on the Internet and. Uh, for people to find it. A lot of people have found us just by searching for grace or growth in grace or whatever search term they use. And it's been really neat to to have a lot of different people from all over the world join in in listening to two normal, ordinary guys. Well, at least we're ordinary. I don't know about normal, but just two regular guys who are having a conversation about grace every week. And that's really what it is. We're nothing special, uh, no more special than anybody else. We just love the grace of God. We love talking about it. We ourselves, we, we, we get built up just by talking this stuff out. And so uh, really, it's our pleasure to do this every week. And, and we mean that with all sincerity. We really do love doing this. So uh, that's why we do it. Clearly. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't do it. I mean, we, we have the choice to do it or not do it. We don't gain anything from it, you know, monetarily or anything like that. So our heart is really just to reach out to people and hopefully, hopefully help some of those who have just struggled. I mean, struggled. You've, maybe you've been in church. Maybe it was a long time ago you were in church. You have this belief in God. Yeah, deep down, you have a love for God. And you just struggled because, and and usually, Joel, it's it's because people feel like they've just, they just continue to fall short. And and because of that, they think that God somehow doesn't bless them or is angry with them or, you know, they just can never seem to get to the level they want to get to. And and, and so they they, kind of have this imaginary ladder they're trying to climb up. And it's almost like the ladder keeps sinking further into the ground. You know, no matter how many steps they go up, they never get any higher. And that's what law and grace mixed together will do quite frequently. And so we're finishing up from last week's program talking about grace and the hyper grace accusers and and some of that. I, I, I hope you'll go back and listen to it because this is definitely a follow up to that program, growingingrace.org. Um, I think 
it would be helpful, Joel, if Christians, people in general, would stop looking at grace as merely something that covers your sin temporarily until you sin again the next time. It's almost like they view it as an atonement. And atonement is kind of more of an old covenant, Old Testament word. It was like a a covering. And that's what the blood of animals did for the Jewish people under the law. It, It brought a degree of forgiveness, but it was temporary. It didn't take the sin away, but it did cover it up. And they had to keep repeating these things over and over again, but they could, it could never take away sins, and it kept them in a state of sin consciousness. Jesus came to deliver them from all of that with one sacrifice for all time, for all people. Um, that, that's such a, such a contrast to the first covenant, this new covenant. And, and so Jesus did that. And so we need to begin to see grace as, as Jesus because he is grace. He is grace, and, and uh, I, I know sometimes people identify grace through other means, and, and I, I get that to some degree, but it, it goes beyond some of the simple definitions. And so it's much more than just covering your sin or, um, you know, for, for those who feel like, and this is a subject for another time, we've covered it many times already, but to think that you need to, to go seek a renewed forgiveness from God and that's just not New Covenant teaching, my friend. Uh, you don't have to sit there and try to confess all your sins because, let's face it, you can't do it anyway. It's not necessary. God provided forgiveness for all of mankind. We receive it by believing forgiveness once and for all, once and for all, sins having already been forgiven. So don't stop, or I should say try to stop thinking of sin in, in that context. It, it goes beyond that. It, it's not just something you fall back on from time to time to get you off this hook when you make another mistake. Stop thinking about that. Jesus was filled with grace and truth, the Bible says. Well, Jesus never sinned, so what did he need grace for? <laughs> and that's what we need to start looking ahead to. Uh, if, if Jesus didn't sin, and yet grace was a foundational component of his life, what is grace really for? It's not just for the stuff I've been talking about with covering your sin and getting you off sin's hook until the next time you sin. We got to get beyond that stuff. So we got to stop mixing law and grace because you're not under the law, the Bible says. The law is not of faith. You are under grace. And so to, to wrap up this, this thought process before I flip it back over to Joel here, grace empowers us. The, the passage I I read last time, uh, last week on the last podcast, the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us, teaching us uh, to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age, Titus 2, 11 and 12. It empowers us, grace does, to do what is right, okay? It doesn't lead us into more sin. Grace will never do that. That's why it's such a ridiculous thought that there are church people out there um, who are warning people about dangerous grace. Grace is never dangerous. Um, it's, it's our redemption. Uh, and, and it's, as Joel said last week, it's not grace that leads people into more sin. It's the law and the commandments. It's people trying to follow religious rules that, that causes that frustration. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, the, the law, as I said last week, was the strength of sin. Sin increased when the law came. And so we're, we're trying to counter sin 
by teaching the very thing that's the strength of sin, when we teach law in the church, and when we try to mix it in with with life in Christ, and we contrast that with what you're talking about, where grace is really the power of God at work in us. That's what grace really is. It's not just a covering. You know, I used to think of grace in that way, that it was just, it was just a part of, of my life in Christ. Uh, we need to talk about grace, yes, but we also need to talk about obedience and, and good works and ministry and holiness and sin and all these things. We really need to do all these things and grace was just, you visit it, you need grace when you sin. You know, basically, that was me. I put grace upon the shelf, and then when I sin, then I would go to grace. I need God's grace. Thank you, God, for your grace. Thank you for your forgiveness. But that was really it. But I think, you know, if you look throughout Paul's epistles, if you, you look throughout the Bible and what it really tells us about grace, it's so much more than just forgiveness, and it's so much more than just needed at that initial salvation experience when we're saved by grace through faith apart from works. It's more than just that. Paul had said that it, talking about the different gifts in the body of Christ, we're all gifted differently, quote, according to the grace given us. So all these spiritual gifts, all the things that make the body of Christ work, it's according to God's grace that he's given us. And Paul himself said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. I am what I am by the grace of God. And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored even more than all of them. He's talking about the other apostles. Yet not I, he says. See, he's talking about his great work that he has done. But he says, yet, not I, but the grace of God that was with me. He says, uh, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. So Paul wasn't saying, you know, I, I put forth my best effort and then and then grace covered the rest. No, he was really saying that every single thing that I have done has solely been the result of God's grace working in me. Elsewhere, Paul says, this is our boast. Our conscience testifies that we have conducted ourselves in the world, and especially in our relations with you, this is in one of, the, one of his epistles, in the holiness and sincerity that are from God, we have done so, not according to worldly wisdom, but according to God's grace. So Paul boasted a lot, and his boasting was not according to worldly wisdom. It wasn't, he wasn't even really boasting in his own accomplishments. He was boasting, it was, he was testifying to the power of grace. So if, if these hyper-grace accusers, accusing us of preaching hyper-grace, if they really would catch on to what the Bible says about grace and what we're saying about grace, their accusations just fall flat because grace is so much more than just a covering for sin. It's, it's the power. It's the essence of our life in Christ. And I'll uh, pass it back to you. It's just about a two and a half minutes left or so. It is the essence of our life in Christ. It, 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 it's, it's it, to some degree, the essence of Christ. <laughs> and it's a part of who he is, and it became a part of who we are. So you see, grace inspires and empowers us to live in a godlike manner. It does. There's just no such thing as good grace, regular grace, uh, too much grace. I mean, it, it's, it's grace, <laughs> and it never leads anyone into sin. It never does. 
It's not just about grace. It isn't just about helping people who have sinned. I know that's part of it, but now that mm-hmm. Jesus has taken away sin and forgiveness has been given to us once and for all, now grace has another function going forward for us in him. It's God's purpose for us, grace is. It's a part of the new life we have in, in Christ. It legitimizes us to experience a, a supernatural life in abundance that comes by the Spirit of God. So, shame on those hypocritical, legalistic, hyper-grace accusers who have allowed themselves to be deceived this way. But, you know, I'm not trying to be judgmental on some of those people. Uh, there's, there's plenty of time for them to repent, which means to have a change of mind and begin to see grace for what and for who it really is. And uh, I didn't catch every every scripture you read there, Joel, as to where it was, but Paul wrote to uh, Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, and he's talking about Jesus Christ here in the gospel. God has saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus, even before the world began, Mm. uh, Mm -hmm. which has now been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Jesus appeared, grace appeared. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.